Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Tud. And I'm Obert. And I'm back. My internet's back up and running. You know, after the last time mm-hmm. when I died in the middle of the recording, I'm I'm here, I think. Can you guys hear me? We can hear you for now. Yeah. We'll see how long it lasts. <gasps> Just an yeah. FYI, uh-huh. my uh, rating of that beer is a, is a 4.11. Okay, I don't, it's been so long, I don't even remember what the beer was. <laughs> I don't even remember you drinking a beer. I think we, I think, I think we just filled something in for you. You lost a point or two, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, ten points. I don't know. Some sometimes the internet gods giveth, and sometimes they taketh away. So them's the breaks, I guess, for me. That's true. They take they yeah. take this away, I guess. Uh, no, good to have you back. Good to be back. I know. Um, yeah, Sobuary. We talked about it last episode. Sobuary continues slash begins, depending on your definition of Sobuary. <laughs> well, I mean, this is our first February episode, so I would say that right. it's, it begins now. Yes, if your definition of Sobuary is the month of February, then yes, it begins now. Some people define it as January. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, the, the if, real hardcores do it January. Right. Yeah. The, like, February is like the, the beginner, the beginner level Sobuary, right? Because it's a little bit shorter, you know? You have to go as long de- without beer. It depends on how important the Super Bowl party is to you. I Ooh, think. you know what? I did not think of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the we, reason I've, I haven't I've done I've said February. this on a previous February conversation. Uh, but but there's always, there, you'll always find an excuse. There's always something going on in the month to drink. I right. mean, January is pretty easy. There's not a lot going on in January besides New Year's. President's Day. Yeah, MLK Day. Yeah, but the Super Bowl is different. Like that's like Boxing a, Day, I think, is it? It's like there? a drink. No, that's the day after Christmas. Oh, never mind. Not Boxing Day. <laughs> um, but I think I think January is the easiest one of of all the months. I think because there's not a lot not a lot happens. February of the Super Bowl, March you have St. Patrick's Day, and my April, birthday. Yep, and your birthday. Uh, April you have April showers, um, and then in May you have the Mayflowers. <laughs> right, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, you got Cinco de Mayo, you know. Yep, yep. That's also a good reason. Quatro de Abril. <laughs> um, you know, you have in June. I don't know. What the, maybe June's another one you could do it in. But then it's summer. It's getting warm, though. Yeah, yeah you gotta, you summer's summer. out. You're going to be drinking. Yeah, July summer. of July 4th, August, my birthday. September, Obert's birthday. <laughs> yeah, October, October, October Fest. October, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, well, then October, day. In October, you've got Halloween, which that's a drinking day. Um, well, you could just wait till after midnight to start drinking at the Halloween party. It's true. Sober October is also a thing. Mm, but yeah, I, I, fall, it's always good to drink fall beers in fall. Again, as we discussed, winter, the winter seasons kind of, the beers are okay. Yeah, if you're going to pick a season to stop, to not drink beer, yeah, I think, I think January is probably, January, February is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Minus the Super Bowl. You could take a you could take a break. You gotta you gotta keep your liver at least it's gotta stay viral a little bit. So Yeah. But um we did just have this conversation the last episode. So Well I wasn't part of it though. <laughs> you were, it was the intro. Oh. Um yeah. We we talked Remix. for about just as long about not uh, not talking not drinking. Listen, um I went through a lot a that last Uary episode. Month. My computer died, the internet died. I, I don't remember what happened. Yeah, our listeners hopefully do, especially the listeners that binge listen. True. I mean, I ho- um, hopefully they don't. I think is what we what we want. <laughs> listen, we're trying to yeah, we're trying to incentivize them to listen as it comes out. Don't binge. Yeah, if you are listening, this isn't you didn't repeat last episode. This is a, this is a different episode. We didn't just release it again. Um, but yeah, I'm not partaking in February. I'm I'm drinking. I'm abstaining from the abstaining holiday. Um, you mind if I get into it? If I, if I crack open a beer? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. I got one I'm excited about this this week. Um, it's from our friends in the north, not Canada, the other north, um, Alaskan Brewing Company. This is their 2022 smoked porter. It says gold medal beer brewed in the last frontier. Enjoy it now or age it for several years. Did you get I this in Alaska? I aged it for a, a year. No, I don't remember. I think I just got this at the local store. You can find Alaskan um, all around, like, the Northwest. Um, I think I remember hearing about this beer on, like, some best of states lists or something like that. This seems like the beer that they put out with the intention of being, like, a more sellable beer. So picked it up and said, we'll see how long it'll last in the fridge. The answer was at least a month. (laughs) 
But um, yeah, it's a smoked porter. I don't know how much there is more to say about it. Not much more on the bottle. I'm no impressed fancy that, you, wax. that you kept it that long. You know, um, we talked about this, I think, an episode or two ago. Now that we're doing it just every other week, sometimes it's hard to get through your good beers, you know, if you're saving them for the podcast. Um, I had to, I couldn't wait for the Mai Tai. So that's why I did that as the, as the, the patron episode. By the way, on an unrelated note, or on a related note to beer, obviously, I have some cool stuff coming. Okay. Tantalizing, uh, you know, a little bit of a teaser from from Ted for three episodes from now. No, no, two I, episodes. No, from I'm now. not. I'm not. I'm participating in February this week, but I'm not participating in all of February. So uh, I think. The, I think. Hang on, hang on. Okay. I think for the for reasons we're not going to get into on the podcast, I'm abstaining from alcohol this week. But okay. but we've we've got some stuff. Okay. A Valentine's Day Good. IPA at that too, which is oh, cool. all right. Well, anyway, let me pour this beer, the smoked porter from Alaska. You guys ever been to Alaska? No. I have not. I've only met one Alaskan my entire life. Yeah. A lot of, see a significant number of Alaska plates in Montana and vice versa, I think. Um, It's like, I've been told it's basically like Montana on steroids. Um, Total crisp pour this beer, by the way. I'm not showing the co-hosts because it's that bad of a pour. Um, I'm very upset. Like, we're like hundreds of episodes into this podcast, and neither one of you guys know how to pour beer. Mm. Well, the problem is sometimes I do it for the audio experience, and louder beer pours are not necessarily the most uh, efficient beer pours. I'll say that. It does, however, release a lot of the aromatics, which is what I, my excuse is for pouring a beer poorly. Uh, yeah, that's also Chris's excuse. Yeah. I do like how it is a universal term, though, that if you were to say Chris pour, Everyone would know what that means. <laughs> um, I'm really liking the aroma. Sometimes they smoke beers. It's hard to get it just right. I did like a s'mores, s- smoked s'mores beer before. Um, other smokier beers um, have gone overboard. You know, we had the, I think you had the Grad, the Gradzitsky. One of you guys had that yeah, one. Yep. Um, that one was good. But sometimes it's a, it's a very delicate flavor oh that was that one that i had from correctly. fox Farm, right that smoked like lager thing yeah yeah that was um i think a collaboration with that brewery down in texas right yes yeah um okay but i think i've stalled enough the head settled down yeah all i can really get on the nose is the smoky the smokiness let's see if i get more flavors as i dive in oh hang on yeah you gotta do the dinosaur it's been test. too long um it's almost like the dinosaur was looking through a very smoky room wouldn't see this that's how dark this beer is it's good. You're safe from dinosaurs within that beard. Uh-huh. They would get lung cancer before they could find me. <laughs> Which we all, all right, know. That's, that's how dinosaurs actually went away. They all got lung yep, cancer. smokers. They were all smokers. <laughs> <laughs> Red Solo Cup. I fill you up. Let's have a party. Let's have a party. Interesting. I thought it was going to be a much heavier bodied beer. But it is very, um, it's not a very thick, viscous beer. It's very It's very light-bodied, even though it does pack that smoky flavor. So 1C. Yes. Um, T-H-I-K, maybe, even. Ooh. Ooh. No Cs. <laughs> um, which is still thicker than T-H-I-N, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has a very strong iron, almost blood taste that I get, or maybe copper. You know, is that good? Sometimes you get that that metallic flavor in some of these smokier porters. Not not the biggest fan of that, but I, when it's you different. describe something as blood, I instantly am like, no, nah, I don't want to drink that anymore. You ever you ever get that iron flavor in beer? I think that's when I'm like, I don't really like this beer. Yeah, I get it in bottled beers a lot. Hmm. I think you yeah, guys I are. Va- why. I think you guys are buying beers from vampires. Maybe. Yeah, I I I own I almost only deal with vampires when I purchase. Uh, beers exclusively yeah. owned and operated <laughs> by the 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 vampire courts. Mm. The bottle shop I get I go to hours just say sunset to sunrise. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is a different beer. It's kind of unique. Uh, I haven't had a lot of beers like this. I don't know if it's something I would reach for again. Something I'd be happy to have as a flight, you know, option because it's different. But I'm not adding this to my regular rotation. You know what I mean? Um, it's different than all the pastry stouts or super heavy, you know, barrel aged stouts. This is not 
that heavy. Um, but I don't love it either. Like I said, it's, it's almost, it's actually a little dry, honestly. Not a descriptor I use very often when I'm describing dark beers like this. It doesn't, normally it has that richness. This doesn't. It's, it's um, like I said, it's thin or T-H-I-K and um, really, really leaves your mouth dry. It's interesting. Hmm. But that does wash the flavor away. You can keep keep sipping this beer. I think these 22 ounces will go pretty quick. Um, all that being said, this is a um, this is a th- three two five from me. Not um, not my favorite. Mm. Still above a three, but I I I feel like I've been giving out a lot of three and a half lately. I gotta I gotta rein that in. This is not not as good as some of the other three and a half three seven fives I've had on the pod. Okay. So out of 291 check-ins, what do you think the Untapped Diverse thinks of it? Hmm. So this did win a gold medal for something. Um, <laughs> I love how it was just a nondescript gold medal. Just says gold medal beer right on the label, right? Like Maybe it's gold I, medal like they put gold medal in the beer. Oh, That's the it's flavor like you're gold getting. schlager. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you that it does not say beer. that on their description on Untapped. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. I think that Untapped thinks it's fine, just like okay. I think that they're gonna say it's like a three six nine. Nice, nice. So um, you had all the right numbers, but it's actually rated it's a 9.3. nine point three six. <laughs> it's actually a, a three nine six. Oh wow! Oh, okay. So people really like this one. Yeah. Well, it's not about before. People like it more than me. It's right there, though. It's right there. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not not my finest guess, but you know what? Going first. Guaranteed to get on the board. Scrolling through the uh, ratings, uh, I, nobody else says blood flavor. Huh. What do they say? Um, you know, very nice smoked porter. Uh, smoked maple glazed salmon, marion berry filled, Belgian sugar waffles, smoked raspberry pudding, cured lemon ham roast, marion berry filled, Belgian sugar waffles, grilled salted oysters, maple glazed salmon, hickory salted double caramel flan. What? That's what Gino Kenny, Kenny wrote for this beer. That was his exact... I think they just tried to paste... They were just searching for a recipe and they... Put in the wrong field. It's like their shopping list. <laughs> yeah, I guess he, he, those would all be things that you could do with this beer. You could make a marinade. I think it'd be pretty tasty. But oh, there you go. Maybe that's oh my god. Yeah, it's a lot skin. of smokiness, Kenny. Getting carried point, away. Point two seven off for me. Leaving the door uh, pretty far open, but um, I, I I'm gonna be sipping on this one for the rest of the night while uh, we let one of you two go. Who's um who's ready to drink? Well, Todd, you got cut off mid-beer review last time, so uh, <laughs> All right. I think it's only fair that you pick it up from here. There okay. we go. Yeah, just in case. You never know. So this week, I brought a uh, beer by a brewery that I, I know I had last year during Sobuary, um, which is Surreal Brewing Company. And if I remember correctly, I was not a fan of the last beer that I had. I couldn't tell you what the beer was, but I remember that I did not like the beer that it, that it was, or the beer that I got from them. But That does sound right. familiar. I decided to give them another shot and to see if maybe that was just that beer or if overall I'm not a big fan of the brewery. So this is... Sur- now, are you sure this isn't the same beer? Oh, imagine. <laughs> uh, so I don't I don't think so, Obert. I think this is a different um, a different beer. Uh, this is their Natural Bridges Kolsch-style beer. Uh, it's got a nice little picture of some type of like hoppy mountain with some snow on top. Looks like a natural bridge. Probably why it's called natural bridges uh there's a hop that kind of forms the natural bridge uh it's 17 calories has zero sugar and 2.8 carbs um as you know that non-alcoholic beers tell you what their stats are there's no iron in this beer going back to obert's beer but there is two percent <laughs> calcium in here okay strong bones yeah uh this can says dare to be different this Kolsch style na beer has a delicate multi-character with the hint of honeydew melon and a crisp refreshing finish best enjoyed uh at a cellar temperature between 55 degrees and 65 degrees sounds fancy yeah i know honeydew the non-alcoholic beer and this this was also an award winner um world beer awards world's best style winner it does not say the year yeah i was actually getting my getting untapped ready to go and it says that it was in 2019 awarded world's best low alcohol and na beer but it doesn't say where from well, I'm pretty excited then. I'm gonna, I'm 
pouring it now just to see, you know, excited to try this thing and uh, see if it tastes any good. So this is going to definitely fail the dinosaur test. Uh, it's, you know. Oh, yeah. Won't even pass the deer and headlight test. Nope. This is, it's, you can see right through it. I could, I could watch the whole podcast through this beer. <laughs> um, just seeing if the can says anything else before I dive on in. It does not. On the nose, it kind of smells a little funky. Uh, it's, you know, it smells like a Kolsch with like a mix of like a sour. That doesn't sound good. No, but let's dive in, see how it tastes. Hopefully it doesn't taste sour. Yeah, hopefully more honeydew, less warhead, less sour apple. Red Solo Cup, you're not just a cup. No, 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 no. God, no. You're my, you're friend? my friend. Friend, 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 yeah. lifelong. Thank you for being my friend. So this beer is, um, it's pretty good. A uh, light drinker, um, definitely tastes... I wouldn't call it Kolsch, but I guess it, I mean it doesn't say that it's it's Kolsch style. So I would say it's more it's more lager style than anything. Um, I would not call it Kolsch. You mean like American lager? Yeah, yeah, very much like American lager. I do taste, you know, I get a little bit of that that twinge of I guess honeydew melon, but it's more like honeydew like rind. Like it, it does. It, that's kind of like what the smell is too. It's a little. The least sweet part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very... The honeydew bark. Exactly. The 17 calorie part of honeydew melon. Exactly. Um, no, really smooth drinker, though. It does have a nice malt backbone to it that it kind of fades out with. Um, on top of that rind flavor at the beginning. Very refreshing. Um, I remember not liking this brewery before. This is definitely... I would say that I enjoyed this beer. Um, so, okay, nice. So, you know, surreal. I'm glad I, I picked up another can just to try them again, um, which, you know, leads me to a point of don't ever knock a brewery off of one beer. Uh, you know, make sure you try the brewery once or twice, maybe even three times after you have so a bad even, beer. So what if I go to a brewery and have like a whole bunch of bad beers? Then. But can I then go back like months later? So it depends. We, as we all know, there's the new brewery rule where if you go to a new brewery and, and you're not a big fan of it, you have to give it another shot like a year or two down the line to see if, I agree. if the brewer has you know corrected that issue. Because a lot of times when new breweries open up, it's like they're you know it's like they're still early in the process of brewing on that equipment. So there's there's a possibility that it gets better after they've brewed thousands of batches on the, on their equipment. It's like going to a new restaurant. You're always going to get slow service and cold food somehow. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you just got to be you got to be willing to go back. I mean, I could think of a few a few breweries in Connecticut that I went to originally that I wasn't a big fan of and I've gone back since and now I enjoy going back to them. So, you know, and then there's breweries like Fox Farm that from day 1 they were incredible. So, yeah. It's it's hit or miss, but that's always my rule is you have to try the brewery more than once um and if it's a new brewery, definitely space that that second visit out for a while. 6 months at the yeah. minimum. Two years is or, like the like the and, longest. A year is probably like the, the sweet spot. In your case, it's been one year or two years. This is two years. So I, I think yeah. I misspoke, but this is we did Sobiary in January of 2021. Um, no, good beer though. I'm gonna give this solid drinker three and a half. Um, okay. Good NA beer. Uh, still not my favorite NA beer. My favorite NA beer still goes to the Hairless Dog. Um, shout out to them for coming on the podcast and they mm. still, still my favorite. Yeah. The Citra Hoppy Lager. The uh, Citra Hoppy Lager was incredible. Very good. Very good. Yeah. All right. So let's say there are 627 other people that rated this on a scale of one to five. It's not a lot. Or 0.25 to five, I should say. Not a lot. No. I'm going to think people are going to be close to me. Um, you know, it's an NA beer. It's not going to knock it out of the park. Uh, right. Three point, probably a little under, I get 3.41. All right, so Ober is still on the board. Um, th this was not very well received amongst the 627. Uh, 2.8. Damn. So, who knows? I was getting in the territory of losing a freaking point there. I, 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 I was, <laughs> was going to try and talk you into, but, well, you know, Ober. Yeah, Ober, like, oh, man, maybe it's close to a four. Yeah, I don't you know, never know. <laughs> yeah, that was. At least a 3.75. Definitely higher than a 3.79. <laughs> Definitely higher than a 3.79. <laughs> Damn. You go lower than 379, you're a fool. Well, uh, yeah. I'll say that I disagree. I think that this is this is this is an okay NA beer. Um Do you think it's yeah. do you think it's NA bias? Like it's 
something like that or I think there's definitely some of that built in there but like yeah. the hairless cuz like the hairless dog was knocked too if i remember correctly that's and true. their beers that's were true. pretty good yeah that's true that's true yeah yeah and, and we always get into that the struggle of how do you rate something on untapped if you gave me this in a glass and i was completely blindfolded maybe then it's a 2.8 but then you tell me oh yeah this is like a zero calorie flavored with honeydew rind non-alcoholic beer that's like oh, okay maybe it's a little higher right you know right not bad for what it is so and i will say just to just to summarize here for a quick second this is one of those beers that may contain less than a half a percent of alcohol so we know that unlike the hairless dog which purposely brews their beer to have no alcohol this was brewed as a normal beer and then had the alcohol removed thus giving mm. it the, the trace amounts of alcohol right. remaining Right. So just I just want to put that out there because most NA beers do this. The Hairless Dog, as we remember, is one of the only few breweries, I think the only one I've seen, that does not contain any alcohol. Yeah, they do that different process of, of making. I don't even know if I want to call it brewing their beer. Right, 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 right. Cool. But okay, so two reviews down. Windows I made it through uh, the review. still open. Yep, yep. Ted's yep. still here. Ted's still here. What? Let's see if... um. See if we can keep this this podcast recording going while we we go over to Chris's beer. Yeah, let's see. Let's hopefully, hopefully. All right. So I'm actually, uh, you know, I decided um, a week or two ago that I was going to partake in in February, uh, February. Um, you know, just nope, to just just February. Just no, I, sober Febtober. Sober Febtober. There we go. <laughs> Um, and just like that, we get an episode name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, I have a few. I have a few uh, non-alcoholic options. This is one that I picked up a. a I picked up a pack of these a little while ago. Um, but uh, I wanted to bring it to the to the to the to the podcast. And I have a groovy stout. G R U with the umlaut V I. Yeah, it's very fancy. Ooh, very fancy looking. Yeah, looks very new age. Yeah. Um, zero percent, zero percent alcohol, one hundred percent beer. But I think, like Tud attested to, it says less than five percent alcohol. So I believe it's same, same ordeal as as theirs. Um, as I will say, you had. are by far the most expert in a beer drinker of the, of the podcast. Correct? I don't. I think it's fair to say Chris has had the most of all of us for NA beers. Really? You think so? Yeah, I think I've so. had. I have. I still have hairless dogs in the fridge. So. Oh no! I definitely. Those are all gone. Those are definitely all gone. I think you're like the connoisseur, though. Like I think you've you've tried the most. I'm always enticed by them, especially now that mm. they're becoming more mainstream. Like you know, um, you know, because I'm a hipster and stuff. But um, right. most of guy. You. you know, it's also it's also nice. Like if you're in 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 the middle of streaming or whatever, whatever it may be, grab one, grab a non-alcoholic to space, space yourself out. Um, this one has, uh, 20 milligrams of calcium. So bones are going to be super strong. Also potassium, which is good because, um, you don't have to to, bye bye bananas. All you need is this beer. Um, but 45 calories for the can. Here we go. Um, no potassium in mine. I do enjoy the vitamin portion of the non-alcoholic beer reviews. I do have a gram of protein in mine, though, so getting oh, buff and swole. No, damn it. No protein in mine. Damn it. All right, here we go. Here we go. Funny, uh, Untapped gives it 0.4% ABV. It does say less than 0.5%, so. That, yeah, well, I guess. Ain't lying. That's accurate, then. Not lying. It's, just reading the description on here, it sounds really good. Hey, so, I know that glass. Yeah. Um... Drink made for for the for one person. That person is you. Oh, I like that. I like I like the the yeah. I'm reading the side of the can. It's it's you know. Enjoy this groovy. We made it for you. That's what they say. Oh, thank you. Appreciate this. When they um, brewed it, they said this this is this is the beer for Chris. Yeah, that's right. This one's made especially for him. So uh, dark as night, as you can see in the in the webcam. We're, we'll we'll do the T Rex test in a second. But the head gone immediately immediately gone just immediately it fizzled fizzled away in notes it looks like flat coke um the least crisp pour that's ever been crisp exactly exactly so let's go ahead and pull this up okay here we go um yep as oh you might be able to see a smidge uh it it, like no no you're safe you're safe no t-rex is getting you um but it is dark as night i took it out a little bit early not too early so it's probably maybe a little bit cold for being a stout I don't get anything on the nose taste. Um, now, mind you, I am getting over a cold, so who knows? You know how my how my nose taste is is 
affected. But I'm not getting much at all off of it. So, um, but here we go. Cheers. Let's see. My first Cheers. alcohol. Cheers, guys. God. Uh, or non-alcohol. Red Solo Cup. I fill you up. I predict that Chris will like this one. I'm actually struggling right now because I'm not getting a ton of flavor. And I really don't know at this point if it's because of my, my taste or not. But Well, how does this sound? How about I read off some of the things from Untapped and we'll see if, if uh, maybe with armed with that knowledge, if you can pull some of these things out. Okay, yeah, let's 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 see cuz I'm getting very very little. Yeah, they say we start off our stout batch with Abbey malt, traditionally known for its mild nuttiness and notes of honey. We then add roasted barley and chocolate malt and brew our beer into a dry, full-bodied non-alcoholic stout. This dark ale contains hints of toasted malt along with mild oat and coffee notes. So, yeah, it sounds very subtle to me. And it they is. It say a lot of flavors, but a lot of subtle flavors. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's definitely something there. So I'm not gonna lie. When I had this beer at first, I did not like it. So because um, I had a, I had a few of them. I think I had a four pack or a six pack or something like that. Um, and I, I remember I didn't really care for it. Now, granted, I was drinking it amongst other beers. So like you know, big flavorful beers, you know, IPAs, whatever. And you mix one of these in, it can probably pale in comparison. But um, this isn't bad. I'm definitely not getting a ton off of it though. Um, even like I expected a little bit of something it's not, but it's definitely not as bad as I remember it being, which is good, I guess, but very, very, very light, very light flavors. Like maybe, maybe a little bit of like that maltiness, that, that roasty toastiness that they talk about a little bit, but even then it's like, it's, it's also got a weird, like the, the carbonation is weird in it, which, which I think is why it, the head dissipated so quickly. It's like almost gives you a lot of like mouth Pringles, you know, like, the tiny bubbles yeah the tiny yeah the tiny <laughs> the bubbles champagne the champagne bubbles, bubbles. Yeah. yeah so it gives you a lot of those too um overall it's it's good i do question if my taste buds are affected by my my illness but um because they were earlier i will say that um but i mean it's fine um i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna give it a three it's fine i mean it's it's just fine like i mean i hope i don't know it, it's fine <laughs> that's fair yeah um Icy Groovy also makes an IPA. Is this the first? They have a few other. They have actually, well, they have like six different beers on Untapped. Is this the only Groovy you've had? Yeah, this is the only one I, I had. Um, they had, I think, when I went, because I got it at um, uh, Total Wine. And I think they had this and the IPA, if I'm not mistaken. And I opted for the stout. I figured a stout being darker, probably the smarter non-alcoholic choice. So, Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Yeah. But, um, okay, 741 check-ins. Oh, wow. Okay, more than I thought. <sighs> Officially the most of the episode. Right, right. I don't know. I feel like... Oh, uh, man. I, oh my God. I don't know I feel, if that says something about the three of us. <laughs> damn, I feel, like, I, I feel like this is... I, I feel like I'm really low, and I'm going to mess up. I'm going to screw this up because it's wide open, and I'm like, I have no, I have no idea. Um... Like Obert's was a three. Well, Obert was a real beer, though. I can't. I can't forget that. I can't forget that. I'm letting myself forget that. Oh, Tud's was really low. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say it's a three, two, one. Well, looks like I'm the big winner tonight. Two point eight eight. Golly! Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't go lower. I thought you were just gonna dive I, right into the same area. I thought as me. about it. I thought about it, but I don't know. I was afraid it was gonna be higher. I don't know. Yeah, just I think go with your gut. You know, you can't be upset if you go with your gut. And if your gut's wrong, your gut's wrong. But damn. Um, yeah, I think I think Untapped is probably a little wrong on uh, both of your beers. I think it's not the right scale. You know, it's not. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's. it's it's hard to measure, uh, you know, especially when we do things like with seltzers or ciders. It's like untapped isn't really where these these ratings belong, you know. Um, you know, I need, we need to invent CIDR cider. <laughs> for... I will say, I mean, even even athletic has some low. They're lower rated as well. Yeah, because to be clear, like non-alcoholic beer isn't as good as alcoholic beer. Well, so so the reason I was quiet for the past couple minutes is I wanted to see how. I wanted to know how this was done. Like, how do they? Oh. How do they brew the beer and then take the alcohol let's, out? Let's let's go to Ted's chemistry corner. So, 
this is Todd Nye, the science guy. Um so there's a few different ways that they do it. Uh for home so I looked up on a homebrewer's website more so because I wanted to see if I could do it. And there uh-huh. are two there are two main ways that it seems to be done. One is through reverse osmosis or filtration, which is the more expensive of, of the two ways. And this is a way that a lot of the breweries do it if they're good. I'm I'm imagining this is what most breweries do. Um, probably athletic for sure because they're always rated as like the best non-alcoholic brewery out there. And what this is is beer is filtered through a membrane that separates alcohol and water from the ferment. The alcohol is then distillated out and the water that is filtered out can be put back into the fermentation mixture. That's how that's done. But that's extremely expensive and not very economical for a home brewer. So what what they recommend to do is the boil-off method. And this is the most com- – what they say is the most common way to remove alcohol from beer. Um – the boil in the boil off method, the beer is heated to 173 degrees Fahrenheit after fermentation, um, where the alcohol can burn off and evaporate from the beer until it reaches the desired below half percent ABV. Um, the issue that they say that happens with this is that the beer ends up tasting flat and without the complexity of beers that we've come to know and love, which leads me to believe that some of these beers, you know, maybe surreal, maybe Govee. Maybe that's what they're doing is they're doing the boil off method, which, you know, if you're not athletic, maybe you're, maybe you can't, aff- I don't know how much the membrane costs. I haven't looked this up, but maybe it's not economical to do it. So maybe that's mm-hmm. why we're getting a lot of flat flavors. So what they say to do is after you do it, you then have to carbonate the beer and add in, oh. in whether that's via adding more you, yeah, activated you, you yeast. You force carb it. Or, well, no, because if you activate yeast, then it's going to no, give they, alcohol. They say right? that even but, in the article that you can add in already pre-activated yeast to kind of make, make CO2 or add priming sugar and bottle it. So it's not – it doesn't seem like an easy way to do it. I mean, I guess you could do it in a keg kind of like how I would do it if I was trying to carbonate an, an IPA. I don't I don't bottle or anything anymore. I just use a keg um, and just force carbonate it with, with CO2. It just doesn't seem it doesn't seem to be a a good method for homebrewers to brew their own non-alcoholic beer. Right. But I was curious because yeah. I wanted to try it because I I was thinking, well, I wonder if I could brew a really good non-alcoholic stout because Chris was complaining about his because stouts are not they're not the most complicated beers to make. You just have to basically overpower it with dark flavors. Yeah. Well, I think so. Both of those methods, but especially the boil off method, when you raise your beer up to that temperature. A lot of the chemical compounds that form in the brewing process and the fermentation process, other than alcohol, get broken down at those high temperatures. So think of those flavors that you've developed in the beer, right? All those, a lot of, a lot of that stuff is going to get broken down. And same when you go through the, the RO method, right? The um, through through the membrane, you're going to, in addition to removing the alcohol, you're also going to be taking out some of the flavor. Um, which is why it's hard to make a good one because brewing is awesome. And, um, we just, you know, God intended beer to have alcohol in it, I guess. (laughs) Oh, hang on. There is one more, there is one more method. This is not very commonly used, but it's called vacuum distillation. So maybe as, you know, as the engineer of the pod, maybe you can explain this a little bit better, but it's similar to the boil off method, except the beer is inside a vessel where a vacuum is applied. Um, this reduces the boiling point of, to the alcohol to around 120 degrees or less. So, I mean, maybe right. it breaks down the flavors a little bit less. Yeah, that would, I mean, that's the reason why they do it. Because even though, obviously, you can think, right, it's going to be more expensive. You still have to boil it, but you also have to hold this vacuum. But if you keep things to that lower temperature, you're not going to get the same breakdown of compounds that you would at, you know, these 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 warmer temperatures. But how does that work? Well, because you're lowering the vapor pressure, you're lowering the boiling point. Right, by but lowering if that's if you're lowering everything, doesn't that still wouldn't that lower the breakdown point of a lot of those flavors too? Because if alcohol is willing to, to boil off at that temperature, wouldn't the flavors also boil off at that temperature as well? Right. Well, it's not so much the boiling off. It's just think about like these long hydrocarbon chains of um, is which is really what these flavors are right is it's just like long complex carbon and hydrogen i'm thinking about those little things that we used to draw in science class and exactly right those are delicate and um at the high temperatures that's when think 
when temperature's hotter, more atoms are colliding, right? And that's what can break these chains apart. So if you can keep that temperature lower, um, you won't you won't break have the same amount of breakdown as compounds. Even though alcohol, which has that lower vapor pressure, will evaporate. Huh. Um, yeah, because that was going to be my question: is if if everything bo- if it all boils at 120 instead of 173, wouldn't that do the same thing to the longer non-alcohol com- complex chains? I mean, it does to an extent, right? That's why, again, you know, God intended alcohol to have beer in it. That uh, you know, and, and I'm no to have alcohol. Fu- in it. Yes, thank you. Um, I'm no food scientist or anything, but I think it definitely would help, right? It's got to help, otherwise they wouldn't bother to do that process. Hmm. Um, but it is interesting that that none of those describe what hairless dog does because they use an alcohol-free system where they're not fermenting beer. As he described, they do everything short of pitching the yeast and letting it ferment. So they're doing the boil. Right. They're doing the. They're making the. Basically, you're drinking wort. Um, they're just making a really dull wort, and then, and then carbonating it and serving it. So, I mean, that I guess that you could do that. Um, you know, just use a lot less sugars, I guess. So you make it. You make it really. You make it taste like you make a wort that tastes like beer already. That's right. Which is difficult, but. Probably the easiest way for a home brewer to do it because you just have to make it not so sweet. I don't know if it's that easy, to be honest, because otherwise everybody would be doing it that way. True. I, I'm curious. I want to know, like, athletic, for example, whatever method they're using, they have to collect that alcohol somewhere. They're doing something with that, especially if they're doing the reverse osmo- osmosis method. What are they doing with that alcohol when it's when it's done and it's out of the beer? Probably selling it to, like, chemists or something. Whatever you do with pure 100% ethanol, they're uh, they're doing. I'd like to try some. But, well, you can get some Everclear. That's basically the same thing. I know, but I I would love to like go there and be like, hey, first of all, I want to try your beer before you remove the alcohol from it because I want to know what that tastes like. Because maybe they're really good brewers. I'm assuming they are because their beers are their beers are not terrible. So I'm assuming that the beers before they remove everything are probably pretty good. And then I would like to try the alcohol afterwards and see kind of what it tastes like. Yeah. It's got to have some, um, like, hoppy flavor to it. Like, imagine getting, like, a hoppy Everclear. There is a hoppy gin that's sold by me from a local collaboration between a local brewery and a local distillery. So it's it's nice. It's a subtle flavor, but there's a reason why we don't add hops to our alcohol. I mean, our uh, distilled spirits. Maybe one day we'll get this guy on and we can ask him direct to... Which guy? The the guy who owns Athletic. I mean, he's a local Connecticut guy, oh. so maybe he wants to hop yeah. on with three Connecticut locals and talk to talk to us about non-alcoholic beer. For sure. It's kind of our niche when we have guests. <laughs> yeah. Um, but okay, I think it's time. We um, didn't get here last episode, but um, the time has come to dust off that three-handled frosty mug of wisdom... Get all that freezer dust off of it, um, bust it out, fill it up with the stuff we're liking, loving, enjoying, um, wanting in our lives, wanting in your lives. Wisdomy wisdom, you know, all that goodness. Um, and to kick it off, let's, let's hear from Jordan. Jordan, take it away. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom. Drink. Mug of wisdom. Okay, thank you, Jordan. Man, that song never gets old. No, definitely not. And you can't, and you can't even go over and thank them anymore because, you know, they, they got rid of their podcast. So make sure you head over and just watch old episodes on YouTube. There you go. Yeah. Next next shower. Um, but okay. <laughs> I am, That's what Chris does. That's I why am, it takes so long. That's right. Yeah, I was listening, watching full podcasts. <laughs> but I, um, I achieved victory this week. I'm on the board. Catching up. Three behind Chris. Um, still got a ways to go to catch up to Todd. But uh, so I'm going to go first this week. Going to go with the show everybody's been talking about. Uh, that's The Last of Us. Uh, that was my handle, too. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was going to make it my handle on the. Oh, uh, mine, too, man. Oh, well, the, I guess the it's Patreon all handles. Episode. It's also going to be my handle on that episode, too. <laughs> um, but, uh, 
but you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have one for my drinking alone episode. So uh, I'm using it here instead. It's very good. I've never played the game. Maybe that could be your handle, Todd. You could do that. You can have the game. I'm pretty sure I made the, both the handles my game, or both games my handles when they've come out. I think you did. I've played through uh, them I, both. They're both excellent. Yeah. Um, so without getting into any spoilers, it's um, an HBO drama that uh, takes place, you know, with basically, it's a, I think I can say this without really spoiling anything, that it's a, you know, zombie apocalypse type story. Uh, takes place it actually it's it's interesting because the, the majority of the story takes place 20 years after the outbreak so that's kind of a fun time uh to you know most of the stuff is like right when the zombies happen this is you know the zombies have had time to uh become a part of of society you know, destroy society and uh and pick up there but great acting what's that guy's name uh that's Ted, pedro you know, pascal he also plays yeah. uh the mandalorian Right, he's in the Mandalorian. He was in Game of Thrones. He was the 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 Viper. Was that his name? Yeah, uh, Prince Oberyn. Oh right, yeah, um, yeah. He's a great actor. Um, he's in two of the biggest television shows on TV at the moment. So more power to him. Yeah. Uh, just to quickly jump in. Wait, here. no, he wasn't in Mandalorian. He's in. Um, he's he's the Rogue One. He no, he is the Mandalorian. I thought he was the uh, Rogue One guy. He might be no. in Rogue One too, but he 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 is the guy who plays the Mandalorian. Oh, okay. You know, it's hard to know with the mask on and stuff. Um, I will say that for anybody who's played the Last of Us games, um, the first one in particular, given the TV show, the first episode, uh, you will feel like you are watching the video game. Um, almost like the first thirty to forty minutes of the first episode is almost like a a almost true to the moment grab from the game, minus when she goes and repairs the watch. Uh, basically everything else is taken right out of the video game, which was also done by actors in the video game too, just yeah, you know, with the graphics put over them. But oh, cool! It, they basically just reshot the first twenty minutes of the video game into the into the TV show. It's actually pretty neat. There is one scene where they're in a car that's like, and they're being like surrounded by the zombies. That's shot like you're in a video game. Like it was like this is definitely feels like you're playing this in a video. That's game. That's exactly the that's um, the first time you get to take control of the character is. Uh-huh. driving the car like it's that's cool it's it's pretty neat um if you haven't played the last of us i recommend that by the way over for you in particular yeah no i plan on it after after watching the show but weirdly i don't want spoilers for the show so i want to finish the season of the show before i play the game um and then i can spoil season two all i want but so yeah so they're um, so they're gonna do it season one is gonna be the whole i think the whole first game is what i understand and season two is oh, gonna okay. be the whole second game nice Ooh. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking. It's you know, as of the time of this recording, we're only four episodes into the season, but uh, but it's off to a strong start. Um, okay, well, sorry to steal your your handle there, Todd. Uh, I had a feeling it might be yours, but it's okay. I I have a I have a backup. <laughs> All right, well, let's hear it. What do you got? So I'm going to do another TV show, um, just because it was one that I I probably should have done before, but we just finished it. Uh, this we finished the second season, so we're all caught up. Is uh, White Lotus. The White Lotus, or whatever you want to call it, it's on HBO Max, same as as The Last of Us. Um, basically, it's a television show where the first season takes place at, on a resort in Mexico, and the Hawaii. Sec- Hawaii, you're right. Uh, the first the first season takes place on a resort in Hawaii, and the second season takes place on a resort in uh, Tormina, and then Palermo in Sicily. Um, basically, what it is is they're two separate contained separately contained stories but there's a couple characters two in particular that cross over between seasons um and it's over it seems like you've seen this how do you how would you it's kind of a it's kind of a mystery a kind of a drama dramatity a drama comedy kind of built into to one thing where yeah you see the end of the you see how the season's going to end in episode one and then they kind of tarantino it and they bring you back to the beginning and they you kind of try to figure out how they're going to get to how the season began throughout the the series and they're each season seven episodes long each one takes place over the course of one day during the course of a week that these people are on this or at this resort and it kind of you kind of work your way from the back to the be, to the beginning then all the way back to where the, the story starts uh pretty unique uh jennifer coolidge is i guess she's kind of the lead actress i don't like her as an actress for those of you who don't know who Jennifer Coolidge is, she is the one who plays Stifler's mom in American Pie. I think everybody will, from there on, know who she is. 
Even Chris knows who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it's a good show. It's a it's a it's a really good show. I I like the first season more than I like the second season. But go check it out. It's on HBO Max. Um, they're making a third season as well. Uh, pretty funny. Pretty good. Uh, like I said, first season greater sign. Second season. Oh, that's interesting. I've heard a lot of people like the second season better than the first, I, and I haven't watched season two yet. I don't think so. I think the oh, ending of season season two up until the the last episode really good. I don't like the ending. Okay, no, I'll keep that in mind because it's on my it's in my queue. You'll like it. But all right, well, well, Chris, last one's third handle, last man standing. That's right. Um, so I didn't bring a TV show because I didn't realize there was a theme this week. Um, but I do have something that has made my life and desk a little bit better. Um, so recently on stream, I was complaining because I have this giant keyboard. Look at this thing. Look at this thing. It's like a white whale of a keyboard. Look at it. It's giant, right? Huge. The biggest. Keyboard I would say it's a normal size keyboard. Yeah. It's like the, you got, you got a full number pad on there. The largest keyboard. Key. I think I have like the same exact keyboard. I think I do too. The largest keyboard that's ever keyboarded. Well, it was the cheapest wireless keyboard on Amazon. Oh, yeah. No, that's exactly right. Made by Logitech. I'll put that out there. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Um, but when I'm opening Pokemon cards or whatever, uh, it it's just it, it's too big. It's too big. So I put it off to the side, and then if I had to use it, I'd pick it back up. So someone in my chat re- recommended uh, getting one of these uh, mini keyboards. And I'm not going to lie, guys. I kind of love it. Because, like, look at this. Look at this super compact um it's like what 60 percent it is wired but whatever it's 60 percent smaller than uh your your normal size keyboard you do lose the number pad on the side but for quick usage it works pretty well takes up much less desk space can i ask a question is there um uh arrows on that keyboard there are not there's not physical arrows but they have like one of those function alt function things that you could use if you wanted to um so you have to hold down the function key to use the arrows i think you can i don't like use it turn it often, like obviously. lock it i like, think you could lo- yeah there's a lock there's a little lock on it but um but yeah so i i i really like it especially when i'm live streaming because normally i don't need to do a ton i just need to like maybe type a couple things in chat or whatever so it's like perfect for that takes up a very small amount of desk space so if you're if you're someone that struggles with desk space like this might be an option for you um but uh you know check it out and they're 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 like pretty cheap like this one was like 20 bucks so it was yeah you're only paying for for 60 percent of the keyboard. <laughs> yeah that's true that's true it was 20 bucks and it has the led lights and stuff it's got the pretty colors 600 like of the price yeah yeah right <laughs> mini key- well i mean honestly like the razor mini keyboard is like uh, 150 dollars well, razor's ridiculous with everything yeah no i know this one is this one was twenty dollars we'll put a link in the show notes of the ones that the one that i got there's a bunch of other fun colors too i got black it's easy i but saw yeah. R- i saw some some colors in there oh yeah no there's rg there's rgbs in there look at, it, look at this look at this bad boy you know there's uh fun colors in there yeah no there's there's colors in it but i mean i just got the black standard keyboard they have it in red and blue and pink and yellow and whatever so um so if you guys if, if you declutter your desk get rid of that big keyboard big crappy keyboard the one thing i will say i don't like the enter key as much because i'm so used to an, the the giant enter key i feel like that that other keyboard 60 percent enter key like i feel like this key this enter key is sometimes i just miss it and i hit the back the backslash <laughs> See, like, i feel like i would miss the number i i use the number pad too much i think to go small that's fair i, th- I think it's it's not for everybody uh myself included that i the uh the arrows i would i couldn't go without the arrows I could see eliminating the number pad, but I need I need me some arrows, and I actually use the home end and delete keys quite a bit too. But so, if I was if I was doing what Chris is, his use case is is right. It's built for yeah, this. it's not for everybody, but for Chris, uh, people in Chris's position, like like ninety nine percent of the handles, it's literally just for me and like one other person. So. <laughs> But it works, and it seems like it's a good. Qu- I would be really yeah. nervous to buy a twenty dollars keyboard and hope that it worked. Yeah. So I'm happy to hear that this brand spud spudurgery. You know, snudurgery. I'm glad that they household name snudurgery. I'm glad that they make a good keyboard. I mean, in all honesty, that's why I own Logitech keyboards. Is because I know Logitech makes a good keyboard. That's they do. Yeah. 
Same yeah. thing with Razer. Like I know they make good keyboards. Yeah, but I'm platform. glad that this I'm glad Spadurgery <laughs> makes a really good key- <laughs> keyboard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, household name. Everybody loves them. <laughs> would be really what is it USB or USB C or It's USB. I'm looking for a good USB C keyboard. See, I have like zero USB C ports. I got too many USB C things already. So I have the opposite problem. Well, I'm looking for this, like, so the Steam Deck. Sometimes the use case would be for that, where I need to okay. type something on it, and the only the only input it has is USB C. So if you if maybe Spadurgery makes a good small sixty percent smaller USB C. Oh, or wireless keyboard. at that point. Why not just do wireless? Bluetooth. True. Maybe Spadurgery makes a good Bluetooth one. It's possible. I have to take a look. And so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. I uh, would like to thank the breweries that provided today's beers. I will thank Surreal for their Kolsch style NA beer. I would like to thank Groovy for their 0% alcohol stout. I'm going to thank uh, Alaskan Brewing, a.k.a. the only real brewery <laughs> on the pod today. No, 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 no. we just their... talked about this. They all brew beer. They just That's They true. just choose not to include alcohol in their beers. Well, I want to thank Alaskan Brewery for the only beer that got above a 3.0 on today's podcast, The Smoked Porter 2022. Please make sure you head over to social media and follow us everywhere at DAWF Podcast. Also make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Head over to Discord and join the live conversation over there. And head over to Patreon and for as little as $1 a month, you can get extra episodes of Drinking Alone with Friends. Um called the pregame that are slightly shorter uh and by slightly shorter i mean about 20 minutes roughly um maybe a little bit more sometimes maybe a little bit less but it also helps benefit the podcast as well uh that money comes directly to us where we can then buy trips to Asheville, north carolina or more beer for us to drink or whatever or host the podcast or host the podcast correct you know i'm glad you i'm glad you brought that up ted because i uh i haven't posted it yet i alluded it my hosts haven't heard it yet but if i this Previous week on the pod, uh, I I recorded and released a Drinking Alone with Obert Mai Tai edition, um, where I can teach all of our patrons how to listen, uh, how to make a Mai Tai. And uh, I also thank them because without our patrons, we don't have a podcast. We, we use that money to pay for our hosting fees. So thanks again, patrons, for making this whole system work. Couldn't have said it better myself. And so with that, thank you for listening. My name's Todd. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. I didn't realize that if I wanted to uh, drink alone, uh, I could have done it on a regular episode with my, my sober friends for the week. <laughs> well, you never asked. It is, it is weird being the only one with an alcoholic drink. So now we can look at you judging me. That's fair. That's the best part of having an alcoholic beer. Yeah. Is you get to just feel a little superior right. to everybody else at the party. Or just a little bit better than you guys. <laughs> oh, when you need a ride home because you're impaired because <laughs> of all your alcohol. Maybe you should make better life choices. Yeah, we're all looking <laughs> like at you. Me. We're all judging you. That's fine. I don't have to drive far from here to my bed. <laughs>